0: video vampires with jessica and mickey um so i watched some stuff i saw some stuff in the theater which we'll talk about soon but i watched uh cool hand luke for the first time i had never seen it never yeah like paul newman um directed by Stuart rosenberg who also did the amityville horror and a few episodes of twilight zone many other things too but those are just the ones that i've probably seen um but this was so good this I had no idea like I didn't know really what it was about I had heard about it obviously it was one of those like I think it's on HBO that's leaving this month so I was like oh I gotta watch it before it leaves like Harry Dean Stanton's in it um Dennis Hopper's in it like had no idea about the cast and it's really fucking good it's like the most perfect like bro movie and so like comparatively speaking like One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest is like probably on par with with cool hand Luke, but this was kind of like the perfect man friendship movie if you will um say like i really loved it i can see why he i think uh, newman won an oscar for it didn't he or he was like nominated i don't for remember you know well, I mean, like, I,
1: he I should have been <laughs> yeah for sure i mean no i don't think he i think he won the first time he won an oscar was color money and it was one of those i love that movie oh really a lot, well, i was just think thinking
0: it- about that too because My parents used to play bull, but
1: it was like their movie. It was like an honor. I think a lot of people kind of felt like it was more of an honorary Oscar, you know, kind of like we haven't given it to him for anything. Let's give it to him for this, you know. Mm -hmm. I remember like, because that movie really hit me really hard when I was a teenager to the point where like, you know, the egg scene and everything like that. I remember when I worked at Starbucks when I was 19 years old, I had a very similar moment where I – kind of bet you know those big giant boxes of coffee that you get to go like the giant ones you get for like catering or whatever yeah and i was like well i'm gonna drink two of these and people were like no you can't do it it's impossible and then i was like all i like to think about was the egg scene in cool hand luke and i got to like maybe a little bit more than one and a half of those boxes and i was like feeling like doubling over like in pain because <laughs> i you know and but also like completely awake because i was just like just oh, I drank so much coffee and just felt it but to me it was like this is my egg scene uh, yeah from R- R- Without a, uh, cool Hand luke i mean
0: well i also had no idea i feel like my dad used to say this quote all the time but like what we have here is a failure to communicate and i've heard that my entire <clears throat> life and then i finally was like oh this is where it's from like what the fuck <laughs> i actually think
1: that the the audio clip from guns and roses civil war is yeah. from cool hand luke yeah
0: which is cool it's immortalized but a very cool mm-hmm. movie i think uh 1967 maybe 64 i can't remember um but what a great flick i'm really glad i caught it before it left and then um i rewatched lord of illusions which we actually did an episode on right we did right yeah, yeah. oh yeah clive barker one of my favorites and i'll maintain that this is a great movie despite it's like really bad 90s um CGI. Yeah, CGI. It's fucking great. It's so good. I love it so much. I saw this at the right time in my adolescence is what it was. I was like, always into magic. I love David Copperfield. And then this like horror movie came out involving magic. And I know we've done Trey Train too, which he's actually in, but I fucking loved it. And I obviously started my obsession with the Magic Castle. So I'll probably rewatch it once a year for the rest of my life because I love it so
1: much. <laughs> which version did you watch? And I, I ask because when we did the episode, we watched the director's cut, which is like the first time yeah. I ever saw it because it was on video. And when it was released on video, it was the director's cut. And then a friend of mine and I were both at the Arrow Horrorthon this past year, and they played Lord of Illusions, but they played the theatrical cut, and we were both kind of walked away. Um, he and I had watched it, years like i'd watch it when i was a kid and i remember like kind of having mixed feelings because i think when i heard clive barker i wanted another hellraiser i wanted another i wanted nightbreed and mm-hmm. lord of Illusions is not that at all and then so i remember kind of feeling iffy about it and then i watched it again with this friend of mine in particular and and steve and our friend steve and they were like this movie's great and i was like yeah i think it's a little bit better than i thought and then in between that time and when we did the episode i bought it and i watched it again and I, I grew to really fall in love with that movie, but we were watching the theatrical cut. And we were like, this the the most the the coolest part of the movie is taken out in the theatrical cut. Like all the stuff where they're like, you know, basically when all the cult members get the phone call to come back. <laughs> and then you just have that, like, montage of them, like, killing, like, having killed or, like, the aftermath of them having killed their families and yeah. heading back to the desert. That all, that stuff's not in the theatrical cut. So it's, like, a really jarring, like, you're like, wow, like, this really is the best part of the movie because it's, the it really, um, really pushes how creepy that whole
0: Cult thing war- Yeah, with and, Nick. Uh, it's Yeah. It's the theatrical cut that I rewatched because that scene's missing out of it. But it's funny because I remember thinking like I was like they really in the in that cut they really just go to like everyone's back exactly the same and you're like where the fuck did they get them all you know what yeah. I mean? Exactly <laughs> but yeah But it's like still a good movie. I mm. I love it. I can't help it. Um I watched for the first time The Sword and the Sorcerer. I had never seen this movie. Um Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So directed by Albert Pion. Pion? Pion. Pion? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A lot of people are in this movie, and and he also did, like, a lot of kind of B-movies that I recognize, like Mean Guns. Dude, okay, Mean Guns, Cyborg, okay, Nemesis. I remember because my dad had those on Laserdisc, and I remember because it always kind of looked like Terminator to me. And then he did a Captain America, which is really interesting, and I really want to see it. But, (laughs) yeah, it's fucking sick. This was, like, a really low-budget, like uh fantasy like medieval type of thing like you know uh, an evil guy makes a a deal with a demon and like takes over the kingdom and like he kills the king and his son runs off it he has like a three pronged sword that like shoots blades out it's fucking sick it's really it's really sick honestly i loved everything about it
1: I, I, I'm like I really like that director a lot. He's kind of considered the Woody Allen of B movies because he just cranked out so much shit. But he did I was like, gonna be
0: like, I hope it's not involving any stepchildren. No, movies. no, 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 no. <laughs> like
1: and you know, he um he put out a lot of stuff though, and like a lot of it under canon films, but he did this movie called yes. Dangerously Close, which uh-huh. I I thought was amazing. He has this other movie that I, I own Dangerously Close, and I also own this um this other movie he did called Vicious Lips, which is this weird movie about a uh, it's a sci-fi comedy, I guess, about like this girl band in space.
0: And <laughs> oh, it's, cool! <laughs> it's
1: really cool. It's really weird. And then, like, I, I, you know, everybody, you know, especially when we talk about, you know, people talk about Van Damme, the one that I always love was Cyborg. Yeah. Because I remember as a kid, that movie fucked me up. I was like really like the the bad guy in that who's also in point break like he legitimately freaked me out like it was just it was not what i expected when i was like i'm gonna watch a van damme movie and i watched this one i was like oh my god everything's horrible like people are terrible and like Mm -hmm. um it was great i love that movie so and in yeah and i remember nemesis because that was a friend of mine's like favorite he's like he bought it for me on video he's like we gotta watch it and this is like within the past 15 years and i watched it And i was like maybe not my thing but i think i gotta go back and rewatch it but i like him a lot his captain america movie though it's got um the Cap- Captain America is played by J. D. Salinger's kid, son. Oh,
0: weird. was? Yeah, he's really? also
1: yeah he's also one of the alpha betas in First Revenge of the Nerds, which I'll get into in a second. Um, but
0: interesting.
1: Uh, but it's it's I remember when that I remember seeing Ninja Turtles, the first Ninja Turtles movie in the theater, and they had a trailer for the Captain America movie, which never I don't think actually played theaters, or if it did, it actually only played like four or five you know it was not a big release but i remember the trailer because it had like the this the shield like spinning yeah. and like yeah um but uh yeah i mean technically he made one of the first if not i, I mean if you know i'm not counting the tv I think stuff it was like
0: wasn't there spider-man i can't remember well those
1: were like made that was for 1990. 1990- yeah yeah
0: um well it's funny because another weird coincidence is like lee horsley's in it this guy who has the most ridiculous name simon mac corkendale yeah uh and richard lynch so they were also in a tv show called manimal which i know i've talked about before because that's like in the recesses of my young brain i was like searching for this fucking show forever i was like no one remembered there was this guy who was an agent he can turn into animals no one fucking remembered it but i did and when i found it my mind exploded but they're all in manimal too (laughs) And I was like, wow, I never knew. Uh, and it's fucking sick. Sword and the Sorcerer is a lot of fun. It was, like, really great to watch. Like, uh, I feel like the effects were just bad enough to be great. You know, yeah. like, it's, it's great. Um, and then I saw in the theater uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yeah. Uh, which was a cry fest for me, man. Like, I and here's the thing. I wouldn't say it's particularly a good movie it was kind of a mess but it was a great feel like a great friendship film like i loved it but it's like kind of messy and chaotic and i i do feel like maybe that was on purpose uh for gun like leaving the series but like there are some fucking i like had to warn some people because i was like it is it's gonna hit you right in the feels i don't know like if you're i want you to be prepared to know that you will be crying which i was. yeah i I mean i
1: I agree with you and I disagree and I agree that like it hits you in the feels. I was I like, I, we were talking before this, I spent like the la- like two thirds of the movie just like with like just permanently wet eyes. Like I was constantly just wiping my <laughs> eyes. Cause it's like, it's, it's, it's really sad. And like, also like really, you know, it, uh, it's just, it's really fucking sad, but I didn't think it was that messy at all. I mean, there was definitely a part in the middle where I was just like, where it was kind of like, Oh, they have to go to this place to get this thing. Like, it was like, it was a little for me it was like we could have it felt like what what do you what what they call them video games fetch quests where you just like you're you're playing a video game it's like go you have to go to this place to get this thing there was definitely like one there's a moment of that but i feel like that even that moment because it it was the spoiler alert even though his name's in the opening credits it was a it's a the part with nathan fillion you know Mm
0: -hmm. like
1: i didn't i i I didn't mind i actually i think that you know i i kind of stand by what i've been saying for a while which is i think the guardians films are the best marvel films they are the ones that they're the only ones that feel like they're somebody's specific vision and not part of this
0: monster yeah yeah part and i like them i'm not saying that they're bad but some of them are better than others but yeah yeah i agree this is like a james gunn thing and it's kind of sad that he's leaving it yeah and like well you can... I'm not on purpose i mean he did get canceled for a little bit and then brought back <laughs> and it, and it, it, it does it, you know it, it's like it's
1: interesting to me that like you know because like even the one i think the one time they mandated like hey we need to do this for the in the marvel cinematic universe we need to kill off this character he still found a way to make it tie into his story yeah. and like and i thought that was great and like it's funny to me that like out of all of the directors that have signed on for marvel films he's the one that's gotten the most leeway you know, mm-hmm. maybe because like they're like, well, these characters don't really fit into the universe that much. Like you can use them, but like they're usually they're kind of their own thing. So he's been able to make like you said, like, he, these are James Gunn films. Whereas like other Marvel films, even when they're good, they still feel like, like I remember somebody seeing Ant. I don't know if it was you, but I know somebody who saw Ant-Man was just like, it was good. It was just like any other Marvel movie. It has, it follows the same beats. It has the same feeling, you know. Whereas like Guardians of the Galaxy, man, like I really think those movies are fantastic the soundtracks are awesome like the yeah the cast is fucking great like and you know he doesn't just use people just to like you know when you've got like semester stallone like it's not like hey guys this the only reason why we're doing this is because Sylvester stallone's right there it's like you know he's actually a character like they don't they don't make a big deal about him he's just like he's just a supporting character in this story and like i mean fucking james gunn is the only fucking human being who's ever made michael rooker like make you cry but not in like a you know oh i'm scared shitless of this guy cry yeah. like <laughs> more of like you know what i mean like we were like like, he, at,
0: like henry yeah <laughs> yeah
1: like at the end of the day like he made henry portrait of a serial killer uh, a fucking, uh responsible for like one of like the biggest tear-jerking moments in the marvel universe and it's like that's a fucking accomplishment like you know um so yeah, it's
0: funny, it's funny we're talking about my two Hollywood boyfriends, John Claude <laughs> Van Damme and Michael Rooker. The only two celebrities that I've met that have been really fucking cool.
1: <laughs> and you know, I loved,
0: loved them. Yeah, uh, and I,
1: yeah go ahead.
0: It, it's great. No, it is. Um, it's like also I feel like they're so close knit and like the cast is really great. And I will say I hate Chris Pratt, but um mostly as an actor, but maybe sometimes as a human, but he is so likable as Star Lord and it really made him more likable. Like Andy Dwyer's funny, but like, this was yeah. like a good one. And you could tell the cast loves each other. Like that's one thing is like, they must like each other because there's no way you could like fake that type of friendship. I mean, I guess it's their job, yeah. but I that's feel I like, like about it's them. just, and then like you said, the music, but not only that is like the characters like music and yeah. music, you know, like I've always kind of liked that little thing. Cause uh I, who was it, the director of the Eternals she put in a sex scene and I thought she's like they're human beings like they should they're not human beings these were like gods but like yeah. trying to be like humans and like show affection you know towards each other and she wanted to like humanize them a little bit and I feel like that's what James Gunn does a little bit too is like these are you know complex characters being superheroes yeah. um, or anti-heroes but and, and that's great. what I like it's great.
1: That's what I like about the Guardians movies, too, is that like and I, I kind of referenced this at, at you know, when I, at my wedding, you know, during my, you know, my speech to everybody, which was like, you know, I like about the Guardians movies that it's about it, all three of those movies ultimately are about the family you choose, not necessarily the one you started with. And that to me is like a really big thing, because I feel like I've got like a big I don't I consider most of my friends just family, you know, and like I feel like I've got a big family bigger than my actual family. So it's like so that's what those movies are about to me and like in, in you know, variations of each you know, in in each story, but like they're ultimately all about family and I really I dig that. They feel like there's a theme that is running through these movies that is like and they still get to do other things, but that it always comes back to that. Whereas like again the other Marvel movies are like it's gonna be about this and it's gonna be about this and it's like that's cool. Like I just I I personally I said this to you before we recorded that like I think that the Guardians movies are the best trilogy in the past twenty years. Certainly better than Batman.
0: Uh, which one? Which Batman? Which Batman
1: oh, trilogy? I'm saying, like, you know, uh, Batman Begins and Dark Knight are pretty awesome. Dark Knight Rises really fucking kills that fucking trilogy. It, it, it makes it a very incomplete trilogy because you're like, oh, man, like, there was two great movies, and then, there- I mean, Dark Knight Rises <laughs> is the Godfather 3 of that trilogy. I'm not saying that I just like Godfather 3. I actually like Godfather 3, but it's just in comparison to Godfather 1 and Godfather 2, you're like, yeah god you know godfather 3 sucks kind of how i feel about dark knight rises i still enjoy it but i'm like it's the weakest
0: it's it's been a while yeah it's definitely the weakest but i remember really liking it but also you know there's not much expectation although i didn't like how quickly he uh recovered from his broken back
1: I don't like how they the but, entire movie skips over him traveling from this weird remote prison all the way back to Gotham. I was like, that's the movie I wanna see. I wanna see the road trip movie of him working his way back to Gotham. That could have been an entire movie for me and I would have been and it's like he just shows yeah, back, he up tried, back
0: Yeah, he just like got out.
1: And I'm like, Cool, <laughs> cool dude. Like
0: I know. Awesome. And the uh, end of that pisses me off too. I lit like, you know, I, I hate when people give away too much and like I feel like a lot of movies do that. Like even Edgar did it, but like At the end, when they actually show him, I feel like they just should have ended with, um, with, um, fuck, what's his name? You know, Joseph Gordon Levitt
1: um, or no, uh, uh, Gary Oldman.
0: No, neither of those. Why am I having, you know, um, Michael Caine? Yes, Alfred, yeah, (laughs) but they show Alfred. Thank you, goddamn. Um, but you know, he was like showing his face at the end and then it pans to, um, to Batman or you know, Patrick Bateman, whatever you want to call him. Um, and then you know he's alive i'd rather it just like stay on his face to where like he realizes and then end movie perfect ending gave away too much
1: yeah or or let's let's (laughs) gary oldman who's one of the greatest greatest actors of our time and he has this moment in dark knight rises where he's he realizes that bruce wayne's batman and and he, you know, he was, it's the same kid that he comforted when his fa- his parents died. And what we are left with is Gary Oldman going, Bruce Wayne's Batman. I'm like, yeah. that was the worst delivery. Like that could have been a moment that would have fucking like, could have really just like killed you, you know, like, like really hit yeah. you hard. And instead he's just like this, what's going on? And I'm like, Gary Oldman, you, like, I hope that was all Christopher Nolan be like, just give it to me. Give me this, give me this type of reading. Cause it was really bad, but, That's um, funny. Uh, I only thing i I I don't know if you watched anything else. Did you see anything else?
0: Well, I did. I uh, one thing that I'll mention, but um, I watched this movie Piggy, which is a Spanish horror film. It's kind of on theme to where we're, where our main film um mm-hmm. is going to be out of Spain. But I don't know how I feel about it. It was made from a short. The short got popular, and then she made um a feature film, Carlotta Pareda. I think is her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel very conflicted about this, but. I liked it. It it wasn't bad. It's interesting. It's about like this um, heavy girl in a small town. She's like being tormented by her former friends and bullies. And um, a serial killer sees this happening and ends up trying to kill the people who are bullying her. And it's still one of those things where, like, uh, she's realizing that this person is trying to weirdly make a connection with her, but by, like, violence. And, like, also her feelings about being, like, tortured most of her life, especially, like, online. Uh, so I did like it, but I didn't like it. And I'm still trying to, like, think about it. I kind of just watched it. So I, I liked it, but I also didn't. Um,
1: it's weird. There's something about that that reminds me of this French film that came out. 2000 99 2000 it's called fat girl did you ever see oh, it? oh really
0: no oh, it,
1: and it is fucking awesome i mean that movie is fucking but it, it's weird because like it's a, it's basically about it, like a girl who's like you know she's younger her older sister is by like two years old it's like way beautiful and like all these and it's like their their families hurt they're hurt she's with her mom and her sister on vacation and she's watching her sister get seduced by this like you know, young French boy and everything like that. And the girl just wants to like lose her virginity. It just, it's just, it's this Mm -hmm. weird, like, it's a really dark, but kind of wonderful French film. And uh, I would definitely recommend checking that out. Um, But there's something about the ending where I'm just like, what the fuck? And then when I think about it, I'm like, it's pretty awesome. But there's a a weird, not like a serial killer, but uh, definitely a, a murder that happens towards the end where I'm just like, what movie am I watching? But I loved it. So I don't know check it out forget what i just said and check it out because it's awesome
0: <laughs> yeah i definitely will it's not that i hated it but i was just kind of like i i don't know how i feel about it yet but okay what did you watch
1: uh oh, i saw guardians and then um i haven't really done much i mean i've been watching i've watched um i rewatched dr strange oh, love because oh yeah amazing
0: one of one of his greats yeah it's probably my Gar- favorite
1: of his yeah
0: I feel like a lot of people, you know, and it, uh, a lot of people kind of, um, it's like a lesser liked, uh, Kubrick film for some reason.
1: Really? I I feel like, I feel
0: like everyone's like, oh, the shining or, oh yeah, it's
1: definitely the one that like people, people definitely like call out like clockwork orange or the shining 2001. But I think Dr. Strangelove is like, I mean, that, that movie is just perfect i mean it is a perfect film it's like and then, timeless <laughs> it is and then the not so two not so perfect movies i had this weird urge to watch them and i don't know why probably because i loved them as a kid but i watched revenge of the nerds one and revenge of the nerds two and oh, um that's yeah. funny yeah so i watched that, I haven't doc, watched that watched Dr. Those since book. i was a
0: kid either
1: uh first one really doesn't hold up i mean in the sense that like it you know <laughs> it's you go if you're not wincing at certain like parts that would like are do not hold up now or they don't uh they don't sit well now there's also casual racism like you know like throughout the entire movie uh revenge of the nerds 2 is kind of like the safer version it's Mm -hmm. a lot there's there's not as much you know uh still questionable stuff in it but it's not as bad um but yeah i mean whatever i was just in a mood they're on i i found if they were on streaming and i was like why not? And I just I've rewatched the range of the Nerds movies. And then I stopped because you know, you don't want to like go into like the later sequels and really ruin your 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 feelings of the franchise. You know, you kinda wanna leave them where they're at. Um but oh
0: god. I is there anything past one and two? Oh yeah. Uh I'll There's like pretend a... like I still don't know that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um and that was pretty much it. I've rewatched uh I've really I've rewatched Maniac recently, which we did an episode on. Um, yeah, you cause... know what?
0: Sometimes it's fun, like to rewatch some of your faves. Yeah, Maniac is great.
1: It is great, and then, um, and then really, I just rewatched what we, uh, what we did for our, our for this our episode. Feature.
0: Yeah. Uh, so this is go an for it. interesting one. Well, I, I like when you give the synopsis, but it's fucking okay, so, yeah. dumb. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so I love it, but I, I know which, I know I feel like I know what part you're going to talk about because I was going to talk about it too. But um, it's *Tombs of the Blind Dead*, which was 1971. Amando de Osorio. Now, look, there's a lot of Sp- great Spanish horror films, especially from the 70s. You know, Jess Franco has a whole filmography of, of great stuff. Paul yeah. Nashy's got some stuff that's worth checking out. But I really liked this one because
0: um, like up until. Of yeah, the whole for, set of them, right?
1: There's Tombs of the Blind Dead, Return of the Blind Dead, Ghost Galleon, and then Night of the Seagulls, which, I don't know. You know what? Whatever. I hate
0: seagulls, so I bet, you know what, if this is a horror film about it, I'll probably watch it because fuck them seagulls. <laughs> Stole um, the
1: burrito. It's a, uh, so it's a, it was made two years, two, three years after Night of the Living Dead. Clearly influenced, but it's um it's basically about these Knights Templar who um were... Killed after they, you know, after some village found out that they were um, practicing black magic and sacrificing all these virgins in town, and they poke their eyes out. Um, oh no, their eyes out because the story changes throughout the the franchise. <laughs> but in this one, they're hung upside down and or uh, and birds peck their eyes out and everything like that. Later on, it's the villagers will have uh, poked their eyes out so they can't find their way out of hell, um, and they're basically just kind of like haunting this little area. This small, the ghost town, and um, three people are going on this trip. It's it's this guy Roger, or this girl Virginia, and this guy her her new boyfriend Roger, and she runs into her college best friend and. The best friend and Roger start flirting. Roger's a douche, by the way. I just want to throw that out there.
2: They're (laughs) flirting
1: and Virginia is all upset and she wants to get the hell out of this like awkward situation now where her boyfriend is hitting on her best friend. So she decides to jump off a train that they're on and go camp out in this like um, spooky village and the blind dead are resurrected and they come after her and and then Roger and her friend Betty the one that he was flirting with, who's not into Roger at all in that way. Um, they're trying to figure out what happened to Virginia. And they come across this legend about the blind dead. And then um, we, that's, that's the movie. So um,
0: that's an interesting synopsis. It's, it's like really bad. I really didn't like it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think all movies are fun. Like I yeah. like a lot of bad shit, but this is like stuff that I was just like, wow, this is uh, weird. So I like that there's a many different cuts. So it's kind of funny because in the version that I saw um, that's on prime uh, includes like a lesbian scene and then also a very long rape scene. And it's yep, funny because are. I guess um, in Spain, they cut those out uh, when they released it. And so there's another version that's like, I think 11 minutes short because they cut out those scenes, which is kind of funny. Um, and then uh also the fact that in the U S they relabeled it as like a planet of the ape sequel, which is kind of wild. And so they put in like a, a prequel part to kind of line it up to where like, this is the new world after humans defeated the apes. It's like, that's so fucking funny. I mean, I guess like you got to make money anyway you can, but like, it's so absurd actually seeing the film. Cause it has nothing to, nothing do. to do. Absolutely nothing to do. Uh, yeah, so I, I didn't hate it. It's kind of funny. Everything was, like, really funny to me. Like, the dialogue's really bad. The fact that they were, like, Knights Templars, Satanists, but also, like, had Egyptian, like, folklore into it because, you know, they were obsessed with immortality. But then I was like, well, okay. Anyway, trying to make sense of that storyline was just too much for me. Um but also, I thought that scene was really funny. Like, she gets all jealous that her friend is, you know, flirting with her boyfriend and then has sex with her, and then gets freaked out and leaves. And that's the whole reason why she leaves the train. And she's like, she yeah,
2: thought, that, that, that like she's flashback. totally unprepared
0: for this. She's like, "Fuck this!" and like goes and like stays at this abandoned like castle. I'm like, yeah, no, no fucking kidding, it's haunted. But also. Okay.
1: Okay, yeah. For sure. So, yeah, I mean, and that's one of the things I like about this movie is that there's a few things that happen in this movie <laughs> that are, are, are clearly just set up, just done to set up something later. Like, that is compl- like the, the idea of, like, oh, back in college, they had, like, a weird lesbian affair, and that's what makes her. It's like, there. I guess, I don't know if, if, you know, the director was, when he was writing this, was like, we got to get her off the train somehow let's just have it so that she you know and then so because like the i'm like what what does that do with anything so she has a flashback of like her friend hitting uh her friend and her like hooking up she jumps off the train i think i actually i'm a firm believer of or for i, I firmly believe that the the scene where she's in that weird ghost castle village town whatever and like she's like i think that whole sequence is fucking great like it's creepy it's like she's like she puts on the radio she gets changed or gets undressed other way you want to look at it she like smokes a cigarette reads a book and like you're like god something fucking terrible is going to happen i think the scenery is fuck the the location's fucking creepy as fuck and like the shots and everything and then when the 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 when the blind dead when they when they come back aside from the one like clearly it's like a it's like a stick that's like a hand at the end of it. It's oh, like yeah. unlocking the coming
0: through the yeah. the vault or whatever but, the but when
1: they're on horseback yeah. and they're chasing after her. Okay. Like, I'm like, I'm like, and there's no dialogue in that. It's just her. Yes. It's just,
0: I like that's that. Probably the only part that I like during, and it reminds me a lot of like, uh, Lord of the Rings. No, no, <laughs> no and like absolutely. Quiet a- and dark and like you're, you're, they're wearing this like dark garb and like these horses, you know, it's, it is cool, but there's another scene like directly after that where like they're like trying to find her they're like walking towards her and one of the guys which is funny i guess they are blind but -hmm. one of the guys like turns to the left and like starts going the wrong way and then you look and he's like straightening out and i was like is that intentional or is that like just probably not um but yeah okay so they they find her whatever and they, they
1: like she's dead oh and and Betty, the one who works at uh the one, the friend that you know is clearly the lesbian that like seduced mm-hmm. her or whatever. Betty, uh I mean that's I and I I I, 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 well, I bring that up because I, I I'll bring it up in a second, but like she works, she has this weird job where she like works with mannequins, and at the mannequin shop or factory they work at, there's you know, they, they bring they mention it. Cause you can't not mention, but there's a flashing red light. And like Roger's like, what's that? And her assistant's like, Oh, it's the place next door. Their neon light just flashes over and over again. It's like, okay, how is that relevant? It's relevant <laughs> because in a scene, a few scenes later, it's there. It's to create, it's like, it's to justify the red flashing light when the story really, this really creepy stalking sequence. Um, Oh, there's a coroner who is clearly weird and fucked up. They don't explore <laughs> that as much. He just fucking gets, um, killed because of course when you get attacked by the blind dead you come back as like a zombie or whatever kind of like a zombie vampire thing um and then they're trying to so uh, roger and betty are trying to figure out what happened they're trying to figure out this whole thing of the blind dead and they talk to this professor who's basically like you know my son is a pirate uh who lives near there and so somehow they end up going to see this guy this pirate dude with his girlfriend and his little pirate crew. And he's like, look, the cops are going to think you're the one who murdered unless you come with us and help us do something. And yeah. so the pirate, the pirate goes with them and he brings his girlfriend. Um, and that's where the part where like, you know, where, cause the girlfriend's talking to Roger being like, Oh, are you worried that my boyfriend is with your girlfriend right now? And he's like, she's not my girlfriend. He's not her type. And I'm like, ah, I get it. Like he, you know, it's because she's a lesbian. It doesn't matter to the pirate, though, because the pirate, you know, that's yeah, that's my problem. With this whatever
0: movie. he wants. Yeah.
1: So I actually I really I do really enjoy this movie. I think what keeps it from being a, a really amazing, awesome, great movie is there is a completely unnecessary and ridiculous rape scene that happens in this movie towards the end where I'm like, man, this movie for me was like I, I liked it, I liked the atmosphere. I liked the I love the look of the 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 blind dead. The rape scene just has, is a what the fuck moment it was like why is this in here and um i don't know why and it's funny because i watched the same the version i have i have synapse films put out a really great uh release of this on blu-ray where they have the spanish version
2: mm-hmm. which
1: i've seen and they have a weird hybrid version which is spanish and english so it's like sometimes they're speak they're speaking in spanish and sometimes they're oh, dubbed
0: weird. and their subtitles yeah. will
1: pop up um but it does have that, you know, it has that rape scene where I'm just like, why? Like, why is this in this movie it's at all? It's
0: Weird. I don't know if it was to just like prove that this guy is like a sleazeball, or to sleaze up the movie too, because it's like I, we need ratings. Like, let's put this in here. Like,
1: and that's what I think is. I feel like it's, I don't know. It's I I feel like it, it
0: wasn't the only reason why. I'd, yeah, it was. Just, I feel like it teeters on like a exploitation film, but it's not. Uh, but. It's weird. It's not the only reason why I didn't like it. I I think I just thought the dialogue was, like, too ridiculous out of, like, everything. Um, I didn't hate it. Like, I I enjoy watching movies I don't like a lot, too. And I do it more often than not, which is kind of funny. But uh, I don't know. It's just, like, not good. But I'm still curious about the rest of the films in this series, too. (laughs) Like I I like the ending. I thought it was funny. I get it. Like you know, she's she's running towards the train. You have this like father and son like train uh, conductor duo, which is really funny. And like they ignore everything in the first part. Like even the the poor girl that's like bleeding in this beautiful field. The son's like, "What should we should stop?" And the father's like, "Let the police take care of it." Like what are we gonna do? And then they end up stopping and, like, chaos ensues, which is kind of funny because it's the one time the dad let him stop. And And that's what I like (laughs)
1: about the movie. He gets the whole Yeah, I mean, like, I like about the movie, too, is that, like, you know, when they're driving by the town the first time and, like, the son's like, we should stop. And the father's like, I'm not stopping there. Like, I don't stop there. And it's like, it really makes it, like, for me, if you're going to have a haunted house, if you're going to have a haunted anything, you need somebody that really sells you on, oh, this is fucking scary. Like, I'm going to bring this up. This is because I watched this with you, you were the one who, showed, who forced me to watch it and I enjoyed it, was the uh, 1999 House on Haunted Hill remake. Somebody yeah. br- somebody <laughs> brought it up recently. Actually, I think it was a mutual friend of ours. And he was like, oh, is that the one with Chris Kattan? That terrible one with Chris Kattan? I'm like, first off, I'm not a huge Chris Kattan fan. Second off, he is the best goddamn part of that movie because he makes you really believe <laughs> that if they stay in that house any longer, they're fucked. Like his, like his, him being so freaked out and being like, I gotta get the fuck out of here makes that house creepy. And I feel like the conductor, you know, passing by this like weird ghost area and him being like, I don't stop here. It's like, Ooh, why not? You know? And it gives you that, it gives that little (laughs) emphasis. I, I do. There's also a flashback sequence where you see the Knights Templar doing their, blood ritual and the weird thing about that and this is why i'm so like i'm kind of I'm still bothered by the rape scene that happens later on is that in the flashback sequence you ex- you almost think it's going to get sexual you know she's this she's this yeah
0: but it's blonde not, it's
2: woman, like sense.
1: young virgin woman just like whatever and it's instead it's just really unsettling they like they just they ride by her and they just like hack at her skin with like their swords and then they all just like converge on her and just start lapping at her blood and it's like it's not sexual and it's actually just really cool you know unsettling so that's why I'm like man you really you were you were missing yeah the you really
0: sexual you really yeah. were
1: striding a, like, walking a fine line and then you crossed it in that rape scene where you just like that it's just it's unnecessary but um i i don't know i really i also like how the movie is bookended where you have you start at the you pretty much start on the train aside from like the intro and then you end on the train you know like, you know, you get it completely bookended, which I, I'm a big fan of, um, when it's done really well. But yeah, but the, the I'm trying to think of uh Yeah. I I'm trying to think of like all, I'm looking at my notes and everything like that because I like I said I've seen this movie before. We we I recommended it. I really I really dig it, but um I do have like I said, I have a problem with it. Um obviously the director was influenced by Night Living Dead. He admitted to it, but even so in the credits the way they do the credits is that you see like kind of the aftermath of what's happened, you know, and, but it's all done in still mm-hmm. photography with like the sound effects going on over it. Just like night of the living dead. So closing credits where it's just like stills of like, you know, them pulling Ben's body out of the ha- the farmhouse, them throwing him on the fire, all that stuff. It's like all done in still photography with like the soundtrack, like the dialogue and the audio of the movie still happening. So it was clearly, he just ripped that up. He ripped that ending off, but yeah <laughs> I, you know if you're gonna rip off them i'd rather you rip off that movie than you know something else so um i don't know i really dig this one I, I know it's not it doesn't i still think the movie we the last time we did a spanish film for our international thing we did our first time around we did who could kill a child which i think is yeah which was which awesome. is perfect yeah i mean that movie is way better yeah. than this one but this one's like you said it's like it's a weird franchise that like um
0: it kind of, like, I think, you know, it It kind of built the 70s Spanish horror. Um, if you look at his, uh, you know, IMDb, there's just, like, a ton of films. And there's, like, a ton of films that are probably good, um, too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Other than this one. <laughs> I'm kidding, no. sort of. I, I don't know why. I just, like, didn't grab me. Like, the last one we did was great. Um, and I'm not saying... Um, that no it's hard to compare them. the best like
1: but i'm glad that you di- i'm almost glad you didn't like it because it you know um i think it's the first time you and i in a long time where we've been on opposite ends of the spectrum but like
0: yeah right i think probably what the last one was the entity or something like i where did not we, like that I movie just i just don't
1: it. get it that, that like movie funny. is fucking perfect that movie's good. perfect too <laughs>
0: um it's weird too i no, i i I don't – I wanted to like it because, like, I feel like the 70s are, like, definitely my vibe, especially in heart. But, like, this one, just, like – I kind of just was, like, I'm ready for it to get going, Mm -hmm. you know, for the most part. And then, like, I did think the writers were cool. I like the ending, but I feel like I was just, like, not on anyone's side. I just didn't care. Uh, Except on Pedro. I'm I'm definitely a little – piece of shit but you know um but yeah i mean
1: like and and that's the thing that that is one of the problems of the movies that there really isn't um and i I don't feel like every movie has to have likable characters i don't i I, i'm one of the few people who's like no like i mean like i I, the argument i always fucking bring up is raging bull you know where i'm like you don't fucking, you don't like jake lamada in that movie nobody
0: does yeah but you're still like
1: i'm gonna watch this guy for two fucking hours or whatever
0: but that's De Niro. I know. Like- I'm just it, saying that,
1: like, that it, always, and it's the worst part. Is like every time I make that argument of like, well, raging bulls, and be like, people are like, yeah, it's fucking De Niro. I'm like, yeah, I know. Uh, I don't have any, you know, but there really isn't a likable character in this. Like, maybe Betty, kind of, sort of, but like,
0: yeah, she doesn't really do anything wrong, yeah. you know. It's not like- her fault
1: that Roger's kind of flirting with her. It's like, you know, um, but Roger's a douchebag that we're supposed to like. We're supposed to be kind of oh he's a good guy like you know towards the end of the movie and i'm just not behind it uh, virginia is just again it's like you were that fucking bob you had to get out of the situation so bad that you leapt off a moving train you know with your camping shit it's like come on like um
0: i know in the middle of nowhere like she doesn't even, you don't even have a cell yes, phone yes there's
1: there's other ways <laughs> you can get
0: not only yeah <laughs> there's no town but there's no like phones or anything and she was like oh perfect like I'll just fucking leave in the middle of this trip. Like, okay, crazy.
1: And like, that's what I mean is like, sometimes I feel like this movie, the the one, the reason why I don't think it's perfect, aside from the scene that I keep mentioning, is that there's definitely moments in this movie that just, they, they seem to happen to just like they're they're kind of there just to justify well how do we get her to the fucking weird town well, let's never jump off the train okay fine that's stupid why is she gonna jump off the train well she has a weird flashback about her and betty having an affair and she's upset yeah and it's like okay and like where is this gonna is this gonna pay off later no i mean all, you know what i mean like but <laughs> yeah not at I, all <laughs> i love the atmosphere of this movie like i i think everything that's shot in that little area that little that that scene that setting they have the weird town the castle whatever i think that's fucking great i think mm-hmm. that when it's dark and um i think that the 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 blind dead actually look for the most part pretty creepy you know um and the idea of them on horses just really uh, weirds me out and the fact that you see it, a lot of it in slow motion it just really makes those chase sequences feel extended and really creepy to me but yeah i mean the movie's flawed but um i i but the he ending, was... too. The ending, I think, is fucking great. Like, the, you know,
0: I do they like come the and ending, they just fucking yeah. wipe
1: out an entire fucking train of people.
0: Although. It did take her a really long time, like, she couldn't stand, and it was, like, killing me. I was like, bitch, get the fuck up, like, they're right there, and this, like, the son jumped off the train to help her, and he's, like, literally dragging her, and I was like, oh my yeah, god! you gotta muster up a little like... bit of
1: fucking energy. But there's a shot where, like, one of the blind dead, like, towards the end, where it's, like, it's killing a woman on the train, and she's holding on to her little child, who's bawling, and, like, you just see the blood from the mom just, like, fall on the kid's face, and I'm just like, oh god, that's just fucking creepy, and, like,
0: Yeah, that was good. Yeah, so
1: I like I said, it's not the best Spanish horror film, but I also think it's an important one because it definitely it was their fuck it was a franchise, you know, it was their they had their own Mm. little franchise in the seventies, you know, and it was all directed by you know, uh, Amanda De osorio So it's like, you know, he stuck with his weird, blind dead uh franchise. I also think it's interesting because I wanted to point this out as I know I wrote is that like you know the villains are these Knights Templar. And I really tried to go back, because I was thinking of, like, other movies that I've seen, like, the church being a great example. Like,
2: oh, yeah, the but church. the beginning
1: of the church it's these Knights Templar who wipe out this entire village of people and then bury them. Yeah. And, you know, they're evil and stuff like that. And it's like, where did this mythology come from? Because I don't think it's actually – I've tried looking up. It's like, was there ever a time when people thought that this was something the Knights Templar did? I mean, I know they're – you know, whatever. There's all these, like, stories, like, they had to do with the Crusades and blah, 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 blah. But I was like, was there ever –
0: I'm curious because there's a, something in the trivia that says, at least for this specific movie, about how the translation is not exactly Knights Templar. It's like Warriors of, you know, something, uh. something like uh, slightly different. But. I Feel like the Knights Templar has been like sort of linked to the occult, and but I don't know why either. I don't know if that's just like made up through, yeah. you know, family. right. And
1: that's what so I, I was trying to like, look up stuff, but then I got bored and I stopped. But I mean,
0: uh, yeah. yeah, you're like, yeah. that's enough for me, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't hate it, I just didn't All like
1: right. it, is what the fine is. I can live yeah. with that. I i don't know it's just weird the two movies that you know we were just talking about that like i've gotten under my skin so bad of the blind dead being one of them the entity being the other the entity really fucked me up there are two movies that you're like i just didn't i hated it
0: i don't know what it is maybe it's i i honestly don't but like the entity and i remember i've only watched it when we did it i haven't watched it since but maybe i should redo it but i was just like she's crazy and she's taking her kids with her. Oh, I'm
1: gonna give that movie <laughs> a rewatch because that movie, like that movie, for whatever reason, gets under my skin. Um,
0: That's so funny. Certain ones do, but I feel like neither of these. I feel like it's different. You know, Lord of the uh, Lord of Illusions really got me, but
1: <laughs> and whereas I just find
0: Nick scared the shit out of me. You know, yeah, know no, what I mean? No, he's... Like...
1: and he's a he's a great villain. It just it bums me out that, I mean, I, I you you can only have him in the beginning and the end of the movie because yeah, I'm throughout the entire movie, it would lose the the luster, but
0: um yeah the
1: scariness right. yeah but uh no i mean I, I get it but yeah that movie doesn't get under my skin but i can you know it's funny that it gets under yours just like i guess that weird fucking skull dudes fucking riding horses freaks me out um don't know why
0: they're kind of sick though i feel like yeah if i saw something like that'd be like Ooh. yeah
1: <laughs> I, yeah i would probably be, like this is how i'm gonna die cool. like
0: awesome <laughs> um
1: but anyway i that you can check it out on um like i said you can you can see it on Amazon. I think uh, you might even be able to find it on Tubi. Synapse Films put out a wonderful restoration <laughs> of that. Obviously, they always do. They they spend fucking forever restoring these movies. Like they'll announce they're like we're doing this movie, and then they spend like almost a year and a half to two years like working on it. But when you get the product, you go, mm-hmm. oh, this looks beautiful. Like this is a beautiful way to see this fucking film. And um, so I'm glad that you know that, that that's out there, and you guys should check it out. They they were the ones who did the the restoration of Suspiria that we've all seen. So, um,
0: Oh yeah. Which I, I got a copy of too, wonderful. because it is it's beautiful. beautiful. It's like, I feel like I saw it with new. Yeah. Alex.
1: When we saw it in the theater, I, oh, yeah. I, went I watched it on, it on yeah. Amazon. Um, yeah. So, you know, check it out. Tombs of the blind dead. I don't know where we're going to be, what country we're going to be next, but,
0: um, yeah, but stay tuned. Yes. See where we go right. on our backpack in the middle of fucking nowhere in a castle with,
1: blind dead yeah i'll jump off the train for that um (laughs) all right guys
0: okay bye Bye.
2: (laughs) blind terror strikes fear into the hearts of innocent people the morgue receives the victims of the blind dead There's no escape from the blind dead, they are the Templars, devil worshippers, a death cult that has risen from their thousand-year-old tombs to begin a horrible reign of terror. The beautiful young girl is trapped by the evil forces. No one is safe from their curse. They're coming! Human sound in the ancient cemetery, brings the evil creatures from their tombs. Ah! The Templars perform their sadistic rites. A virgin is sacrificed in a blood ritual. who can't escape the blind dead. Ah,
0: ah, 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 ah,
2: ah. Coming soon from your cemetery.